Hey everyone, it's me, the DM. Just wanted to run through a few things before we get into it here. First of all, hello! Happy holidays! We hope you had a great time celebrating whatever it is you celebrate, and that your New Year's is a real blast as well. This, of course, is our holiday special, which was just super fun to record and put together. It's outside the regular canon of the show, so if you're a regular listener, and you've been wanting to share the show with a friend, this may well be the perfect episode to get someone on board. And, if you're a new listener, welcome! We hope this makes you want to go back and check out the rest of the show. Finally, I just wanted to flag that this is our first ever international recording. Grace is off in the UK with her family for Christmas, so we recorded remotely, and for the most part it was completely fine, which is great, but there are a few short sections where the laptop Grace brought with her struggled to keep up with the microphone, so her audio gets a little bumpy for a few short stints. Uh, we really apologize for that. It's fine for like 95% of the show, but yeah, sorry again. Anyway, I won't take up any more of your time. Please, enjoy the show. First, I wanted to show you these puddings I bought. Oh, right. You don't get to see it. Ha ha. You can't. Actually, can turn on the video on my phone so you can see the puddings. Hang on. Tea brought puddings, Gracie. We're requesting video from you. Like, I don't want to see them. That's not what you do with pudding. Yeah. Very upset. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point, actually. Hey, Grace, I can't eat them either, but that's for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Talk about pudding. Oh, he's got puddings Aww. for boobs, Grace. Did you see? You it was a really them? funny sight gag. Yeah, I can't, oh, no, but these I two didn't. boys are going to put out on each. Some point. <laughs> Let's do it. going to put it some point. Mid-ep. That's going to be um, like the final challenge. Let's, uh, um, but it's getting even sexier oh, than off, usual. Tea. Oh, my God. All right, Grace. Shit, no, you, you have to see this. Hang Sorry. On. I was going to sub out my shirt. No, you can do it on camera. How hot is it over there? My body in. We just stripped down. Yeah, see, Grace isn't here, which means we can all just be a bunch of naked dudes. Waiting for this day. For the boys. Yeah, we're all just sitting here with our balls out and everything. I knew this was what boys do when I wasn't there. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a D&D 5e actual play for Curio, but this time we're going to do something a little special. As you all know, it's the silly season, the holidays, Christmas, whatever you do, whatever your bag is, and we're going to bring you some extra special Christmas vibes. So I'm, as always, your elf-like toy-making boy, Ben McAllister. I'm just Jackson Newsom. <laughs> no special titles, yeah. no honorifics. <laughs> I'm your uh, red-capped... Thomas Owen. Yeah, T's wearing a little Santa hat, it's very festive. And who's that? Our Irish correspondent from across it's various me. oceans and seas. <laughs> it's great! Yeah, I'm your um, other side of the world, Gronya. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. In, that, that's in the Gaelic true. style. You're yeah. closer to Santa yeah. from the North Pole. Because, of course, Grace is on holiday with her family in Ireland at the moment. She's living that true Irish lifestyle for Christmas. And we're yeah. recording via satellite. Yeah. 
This is our first international podcast. Guys. She's uh, she's We're packed up the kids and uh, they've gone for a yeah, gone for a visit to Ireland. I packed exactly. up my dice. More importantly. Yeah, shit. As we kind of discussed a little bit earlier, Grace has never successfully brought her dice to my house for a recording session. I can't believe you think your like dice are more important than your kids. Yeah. Sorry. Also, yeah. Then we'll your children. Because how kids, do your kids, do your kids like it there? <laughs> but you can never get more dice. Yeah, you can't get you more get, dice. <laughs> you're born. You get you get a whole packet of dice, and that's it. You lose them. No more d20s. You're they out of luck. Don't sell dice in Ireland. They consider gambling a form of sin. But how are uh, little little James and Teresa, Gracie, your son and daughter? Oh, my children. Yeah, they're great. They're um. They're sent them off to the uh, the sights of Northern Ireland while I'm recording. Yeah, my actual <laughs> family have gone to the Giants Causeway today, which is. Have you been to the Giants Causeway before? Yes, I have. Like, a hundred times. What do you reckon? Overrated? Well, I mean, it's well, just I a can't... causeway for very big people. <laughs> it's very D&D, actually, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Ooh. Causeway of hill giant size or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Shall we get on with it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen? Yes. All right. Let's yes. do that so game got, we do. We've got a little special Christmas treat prepared for you all. Uh, not going to bother doing a recap. What we are going to do, though, is pick up immediately where we are in the regular canon of HGW laid. Uh, but that's okay, because it's quite generic. It's you guys leaving one place, heading on to another. You're on the road traveling. I'm not going to give away too many details in case there are people tuning in for this is like their first episode, and we don't want to spoil what's happened before. But su- suffice to say, Duncan, Drazilia, and Jody are on the road, trekking off on their next adventure, and night falls as they're walking along, and there's the three of them around the campfire, just like old times. It's important to note... The festival of midwinter is approaching, and you guys are all far from home and probably feeling a little homesick. I don't know. Uh, what do you think is going on around that campfire? I think we're well, uh, which is probably just like kicking back, right? Like we just spent, uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot of our human hours <laughs> just like fucking tooling around in a uh, in a temple. So I reckon we're just, uh, I don't know, you know, we're, we're setting out again. It's like the the fresh country air. Uh, if Drazilia is anything like Grace, she is extremely rugged up from the cold, wearing about ten furs. I'm not coping with this whole mid-winter vibe, let me tell you. I'm sure uh, Duncan is feeling very festive with the um, the cold weather uh, setting in. Do you think he's got all of the appropriate like ceremonial midwinter garb? I think he's um, wearing like his Yule hat and his festival of tree pants. He he, he could do. He I think like because obviously like the dwarves they're very like a traditional people. Mm. A lot of a lot of things that they're big into. Um, and Duncan, you know, the, the midwinter festivals have a couple of different names where he grew up. I guess with the cold weather, he probably, he probably kind of turns to, um, Jody and Drusilla and says, oh, do you guys, uh, know about the different dwarven names for the midwinter feast? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not familiar, no. Mm, no. Well, uh, uh, cause you know, like, uh, there's, sometimes we call it uh, Yule Yuletide. Um, that's a, that's a popular term, uh, in dwarven society. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I get a little bit kind of giddy thinking about it. It's such a fond childhood memory. Oh, I love so this many. excited Duncan. <laughs> it's such a different side of him to what we usually see. But my, uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite name for the midwinter feast growing up as a kid was, was definitely Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't know what the word means. Uh, <laughs> nothing in our cultural context, but... Uh, <laughs> it's just coincidentally called Christmas. Yeah, just a nice couple of sounds, like dun, can't, 
and Christmas. Chris yeah, yeah. I'm Chris Mass. Welcome tracks. to my festival. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty neat. I guess Duncan probably then sort of has like a a bit of a memory about that, yeah. um, and he probably continues on a bit. Like, it's funny actually, guys. Um, uh, do you remember that time I I told you that story about All Hallows Eve? How could we ever forget? Yeah, you'll be giant test fatty. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I swear that it's not could... my actual <laughs> sexual interests. <laughs> How could we forget the time you sat us around the campfire and just spoke for four hours continuously <laughs> about a story you made up? How could we possibly forget about that? <laughs> Surely that was well, a I mean, the tight reason... two hours. A very enjoyable, tight, festive Holiday special, two hours. A slickly produced. (laughs) Yeah, certainly the way I remember it. (laughs) Yeah, you played music and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I I, I bring it up is because what's come to mind for me is there are a lot of traditional uh, dwarven Christmas stories as well. And <laughs> Suffice yeah. to say, I guess, like, are Jodie and Drazilia just, like, really disinterested in this? And that, or, or do you think they're interested? I think just resigned. Well, think- <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds reasonable. Yeah, no, I reckon Jodie's just kind of like, cool, all right, like, you know, this is just another thing that's happening in the, in the night, you know? Like, and Jodie loves life. Well... Yeah, he, t- he does. Well, I guess uh, considering no one has pinned Duncan to the floor and shoved something in his mouth to stop mm-hmm. him from telling the story. And also to, like, complete his fetish. <laughs> <laughs> the next fetish we're about to learn about in this episode. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Given given he's still currently free to speak, he probably uh, turns straight to the camera and says, yeah. Welcome to Tales of Duncania 2. <laughs> Are we numbering them? Yeah. What's the and subtitle? Also, this bit. Subtitled. The fear that stole Christmas. Oh, oh dude, that's so hot. Yeah, that's, that's a Christmas movie waiting to happen. That's what I'm rolling this special. Welcome to an HTW-laid holiday extravaganza. Strap in for an injection of holiday joy as we step into... Tales of Duncania 2. We open on a charming little farming town that's dressed in pure winter snow. The homes and shops that form its centre seem to huddle gently together, sharing the warmth that pours out of their windows as fireplaces burn and families sing and fuck. (laughs) Sharing the warmth. Sharing the warmth that pours out. (laughs) I don't understand. What's happening? Sharing the warmth that pours out of their windows as fireplaces burn and families sing yuletide songs together. The three of you are strangers in this town, and though you'd looked for board, there was no room for you in the inn. (laughs) Whilst the local family's hearths are filled with merriment, you find yourselves cowering from the cold in the manger at the back of the inn. So we're going on a direct Christmas party right here. A real, real denominational Christmas special for all the boys and girls. Don't worry, the influences are varied and many. Okay, wonderful. So now that you know where you are, do you guys want to just maybe let each other know, let me know who you all are? 
Should we start with the uh, the biggest person in the room? Yeah, let, let's go with that. So I, I'm I'm playing uh, a very large. What you guys see? Let's go with that. You see a very large, eight foot tall Goliath, like D and D race Goliath, wearing red ceremonial vestments that are kind of like uh, emulating what you expect a Santa costume to be over the top of uh, metallic armour that he's wearing. He's got uh, slung across his shoulder a big fucking gun. <laughs> like a fucking thunder cannon that he built with his own two hands. On his hip is a big Santa sack that is like a magical magical Santa bag. And also he's got a big old fucking gnarled wooden club that's striped red and white like a candy cane <laughs> but probably the thing that is like almost more imposing than this like giant santa looking motherfucker sitting inside the manger is the D class size large metallic reindeer that follows him around everywhere he goes <laughs> which is of course called rudolph bot and uh <laughs> follows his instructions uh the gentleman's name is big snarto oh, and that's everything you need to know about Big Snardo, right? Did you just now. say you're a ranger? Is... No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an artificer, which is a D and D class. Level six artificer, Big Snardo got a, a gun. So 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 picture giant muscly Santa with a gun, <laughs> and also a giant metallic reindeer. I think uh, as the camera gently pans slightly to the right, you'd see Big Snardo's traveling companion over, over the past uh, few years, a man made entirely of metal. <laughs> um, wearing a splint armor, carrying a shield, uh, and wielding a spear as well. And this is uh, your boy Fulka, who is a Ooh. an Earth Genasi uh, forge cleric. It's from the new uh, the Xanathar Guide to Everything. Uh, Just a little shout out there in case anyone was wondering what to buy their kids for Christmas. Yeah, hey, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Buy your kids. Buy your partners. What is Grace, it? buy it for your kids. Uh, it's basically... <laughs> Grace, it's, do you play this game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a compendium of like a lot of the um, uh, Unearthed Uncana and like other sort of stuff that's been introduced into 5th edition since uh, it was first published. And so it's like they've got all like the best stuff together, having play tested it and just uh, put it out there. Um, so yeah, basically next to this uh, gigantic near Santa Claus, you have uh, a metal forge man who's just kind of like yeah. keeping to himself. Next to the giant metal reindeer. Yeah. So what, what it basically looks like is Santa and a bunch of men people yeah <laughs> and what else do we see what else do we see gracie hanging out in the manger yes um as you turn to the other side you see what i guess would appear to be um an old hag a 75 year old okay. human woman who is a ranger oh my like an, an ancient lady like yes you should and, see um, the expression on t's face right now <laughs> he's like oh, disgusted but you have a problem with old people or something What's that about? Well, because she'd mentioned she was going to be a ranger, and does 5th edition have age penalties anymore? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, I guess you're as sprightly as a 30-year-old ranger. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Huddled into the um, hag's side is a little wolf. Fuck off. A little companion. No. Yes. There was fucking, like, five of us around. Five-member party. (laughs) (laughs) What's the... Does wolf have a name? Oh, yes. He does. He's called Concord. Oh, does he travel at the speed of sound? I assume so. <laughs> All right. And, uh, wait, what are the names of your characters? I'm Big Snarto, and Hi. my robot is called Rudolph Bot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm playing Fulker. No and, robot. Um, or I'm playing Wolf or anything. No. 
No, I'm a fucking metal man. I'm cool <laughs> enough. I don't need any fucking like metal reindeer or wolf. I'm a metal man. Yeah, you're like Metal Mario. Yeah. I will be playing Antipode. Oh, Antipode and Concord. Mm-hmm. I like that. Antipode. Antipode is like the other side of the world. Oh, is oh, it? Because that's where I am. Crazy. Oh, <laughs> And Concord, it's all very good. You did that to us. So you two have been traveling together, Mm. but do you know Antipode? Is this your first encounter with Antipode? Uh, I don't know. Do you think Antipode will be traveling around with a giant man named Big Snato and a young metal man (laughs) named Fulka? I don't think think so. I don't don't think she's a hugely sociable person. Yeah. Well, the the one thing that you got to know about uh, about Big Snato is that he's he's obsessed with Santa Claus, devoted to Santa Claus as a being, and consequently very charming and friendly. So he probably booms out with his big low voice across the manger. Oh my, who's that over there? Are you having a wonderful midwinter? Oh wait, hang on. I was gonna do a I was gonna do a voice for this one. Wait. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, character yeah, yeah. voice. Bring it on us. You'd be doing well enough to speak to your elders like that. Oh, the oh, Irish shit. voice comes yeah. out. Oh, the Here luck of the Irish, eh? It's actually a, a Northern Irish voice. It's a, a bit harsher than the Southern one. Oh, yeah. Grace, those acting lessons are paying off. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think uh, probably hearing that, Big Snato kind of like gives out a big chuckle and he says, Have you heard the word of Santa Claus? <laughs> And uh, Uh, starts sort of like evangelizing about the joys of Santa and spreading Christmas cheer. Probably on deaf ears, I imagine. Yeah, that's not Fulker's vibe at all. (laughs) It's probably relevant to mention that Fulker and Antipode are probably at least slightly aware that Santa Claus is a divine figure in the Dwarven religion. Mm. Mm. Uh, Ah. As often interpreted as a messenger of Moradin, who you might remember I mentioned in our last tale from Duncania. Uh, yeah. who's the god of the dwarves. And yeah. Santa Claus is interpreted as a messenger from Moradin who helps teach young dwarves how to be good <laughs> and lawful. Fun fact, uh, Moradin is the deity that uh, Fulka worships. That's great. Nice. Yeah. Because Santa is the deity that Snato worships. <laughs> He's an acolyte in the church of Santa. I can be honest, Ben. You didn't need to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of picked it up contextually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's wearing the, he's wearing the ceremonial vestments. <laughs> he's there with it all going. What are your alignments, by the way? Chaotic good. Lawful good. I'm a neutral good. Oh, what a nice change of pace from you, Grace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to take a lot of... Um, you know what it means acting. to be good, right, Grace? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the... This is like a... Uh, like a that Dickens one. A Christmas... A Christmas Dickens. Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> Dickens. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's get rolling with the story. You've met uh, Antipode. You're all friends now because Antipode's good aligned and uh, we can move on with that. Sure. Big Snato's (laughs) trying to be friendly. At least he's trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does Antipode have any religious views? She's certainly extremely intrigued. I I think um, his story does actually intrigue her and she's a little bit interested in this Santa character that she made. Oh, yeah, well. Well, as the three of you are forming the the fledgling friendship that we witness in this cold manger. Discussing the word of Santa, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, quite possibly. You actually hear a gentle coughing from sort of slightly around the corner towards the back of the manger. A sort of a... (laughs) (laughs) I love the following. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Who's there? Hello? (laughs) Fulka, like, 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 rests his hand, like, on his spear. 
I mean, I guess, like, if no one else does, like, Snarto probably just starts, like, slowly walking towards the sound. And then a more mature voice. Sorry if my daughter startled you with just having a little trouble getting to sleep. And the sight you see is a sort of middle-aged uh, lady who seems to be maybe dressed like a farmer and her two little daughters. And they're huddled tightly against a big, fluffy sheep. <gasps> and uh, the sheep actually has a log tied to its back. I um, um, grip a little tighter to my wolf, who I think is sniffing the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Can I roll, like, a knowledge religion to see if, like, this has any, like, Christmas Santa meaning for me? Yeah, yeah, like, please okay. do. I'm proficient in that, and it's intelligence, which is high. Man, exorcism so... gets so much easier when knowledge skills come into play. Yeah. 13, knowledge religion. With that, uh, what you know is that there is a Christmas tradition in a city not far from here called Westlehem. <laughs> <laughs> where it's said that if an especially tasty sheep from a small town nearby can carry a Yule log on its back all the way to Westlehem, if that sheep is then roasted over the fire of that log, and the king of Westlehem eats that sheep. Uh, he will receive his yearly blessing from Moradin, and he'll be provided with the strength to protect all of the city's children. So this dude eats this meal, like, once a year? Well, it's not all he eats. Right. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> but I don't think he was implying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so each each Christmas, uh, a particularly tasty sheep will be. Now how do you determine that? Yeah, without eating it before well, you've eaten the sheep. How do you know? You what take you a do sip? is you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Whoa. You take a sip. <laughs> yeah. Can't take a sip of an animal. I mean, sheep's milk. Yeah. Or you could just get your face like really close down on the meat and just kind of go. I mean, like, see how every goes. time I have any milk, I'm like, I'm just having a sip of a cow. Yeah. Like, just having a bovine sip. Mm, get on that moo juice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Little sip of that moo juice. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, so Snato knows this. Is so thing. that's what you know about the sheep. But what is <laughs> actually more... Interesting than a sheep. What is actually more obvious in the moment is that these little girls aren't well. They're both coughing a fair bit. They look quite pallid. Is one of them older? Did she say my daughter or my sister? Um, so th- there's an older lady who's their mother. Oh, there's two of the girls. And okay. she apologised if her daughter, referring to one of the two mm. girls she mm. has with her, had disturbed you. As you're sort of standing there appraising her sheep, she sort of notices that you're a big chap and you're dressed like Santa Claus and you've got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, are you travellers? Snato says, I'm the traveller on a holy mission to spread Christmas cheer in the name of Santa Claus. Are these your friends? At least this one is, he <laughs> says, gesturing at Fulka. Uh, and he says, I've just met this lady over here. <laughs> Hello, I'll be a friend to you. Don't worry about it. I think we're all good aligned, so seeing these, like, poorly girls, yeah. probably we're all, you know, a little bit concerned. I think, yeah, Fulker's probably, like, sort of like, is there any aid? Like, can we assist you in some sort of manner? Please, I do so desperately need your help. I, I find myself torn between two duties. I must deliver this most tastiest of sheep 
to Westlehem. Uh, I had a sip, did you? <laughs> yes, I did have a sip <laughs> of this sheep. Oh, God. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I must deliver this most tastiest of sheep to Westlehem, that the king may receive his blessing to keep all the children of Westlehem safe. Snot is just kind of nodding like, hmm, yeah, I already know all about the sheep thing. <laughs> just by the way, I already yeah. knew all about that whole thing. I think Fulk was probably like, um, yeah, like I've heard that uh, many, many times. <laughs> but also, I, I can't leave my sick girls here. Is there any chance the three of you could take the sheep to Westlehem for me? We could. Uh, alternatively, maybe we could just set the children up in this, uh, in this manger. They could set up some traps, maybe. Um, some elaborate traps. Is this Fulker's thing? He's really into traps? He's really, he's really into Home Alone. Oh, that's so good. Wait. How about, how, wait. <laughs> is, is he a forge clerk because of the fucking furnace in the basement in Home Alone that scares the boy very badly when he goes down there? Is that why he's a forge clerk, Jackson? Not explicitly. <laughs> but you know, it's just like, you know... Uh, Draw inspiration from a number of places. You know? I, I think Snot is like, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Fulker. What if we do both? <laughs> and he reaches into his very large Santa sack, which is actually a bag of holding, the wondrous item that I got at level two as an artificer, and pulls out a second gun that he made with spare equipment and hands it to the mother and says, use this to defend your family. We'll take the sheep to Westland. Thank you so much. <laughs> It means so much to me that I can stay here. Nothing could make me leave my girls here alone. Christmas is about family being together. I have one other favour to ask you. If you would be passing back this way after your trip to Westlehem, could you bring me some medicine for my girls? I have a brother there. He's, he's a priest and a healer in Westlehem called Nicholas, and he could give you some medicine to bring back to my girls. What would be the matter with them? They're coughing, and it's cold. It's probably some sort of... Yuletide fever. (laughs) (laughs) They've got their their Yuletide fever. Fills me with so much joy. Yeah, um, I mean, like, Snout is way into this. This seems like a yeah. Christmas mission. It'll spread I mean, Christmas cheer. Yeah. It's all he wants to do. It's worth noting that Fulker, as a cleric, is, like, very familiar with, like, divine arts and healing, and he knows that, like, the Christmas fever is, like, it's a big deal. It, like, you need to get that medicine. They're riddled with it. Yeah. <laughs> he has one look at these yeah. girls, he's like, they are riddled with yeah. Christmas fever. <laughs> yeah, that's a nat 20. He's, yeah. Yeah, they're riddled with fever. <laughs> well, um, are yeah, they? So, is on. that what the nat 20 reveals? Christmas fever? It, yes. It, it was... It was... Okay, yeah. It was a three. That was a joke. Yeah. But it was a <laughs> anyway. Well, I thought maybe uh, they'd been yeah. poisoned or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that they were the antagonists the whole yeah, time. Yeah. They're going to show up at the end and be like, give me the coin, oh, daddy. And kill you yeah, with your yeah, own yeah, gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then I shoot reckon... with my own gun. Dude, do a medicine check on them. Find out if they do have it. <laughs> they have the Christmas fever? <laughs> yeah. The Yule fever. Yeah, I guess Fulk is inquisitive enough. Like he looks at his mother in the eye and is like, I "Bet you're lying to me." <laughs> <laughs> and then like rolls a medicine check to see, uh, and that's a two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. plus my considerable uh, medicine check, it ends up being a an eight. <laughs> nice, dude. So with an eight, he just sees the Christmas fever. Yeah. 
He has no clue how severe the case is because it's not a very high roll, but it does look to him like Christmas fever. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a common disease, particularly this time of year. Yeah, so funnily enough. It's easy to spot. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Uh, well, I think Snyder's way into this. He's, like, itching to go. He's about to mount up on Rudolph Bot and get the hell out of there. I don't know what you Do you think Fulker's laying those traps he was talking about to help keep the manger safe? Or? Yeah, I think Fulker's probably, like, I think, like, tucking into that, like, just asking for, like, sort of, like, five, ten minutes sort of thing. Uh, as a Forge cleric, he, like, similar to, like, an artificer, he's just, like, real good at building shit. Mm. Uh, and so he's probably, like, sort of, like, sorting that out. I think Snyder's probably just on an assist. Like, he's just got his, like, smith's tools. Yeah, and He's just, definitely. like, standing there, like, passing definitely. him different gear <laughs> yeah. that he needs to, yeah, like, yeah, build yeah. his traps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's a real synergy. Um, yeah. It's also worth noting that, like, I'm not sure if this is worth coming out now or, or later, but uh, Fulka actually has sworn an oath to uh, to help out Big Snato on his <laughs> on his quest, and so he'd be going along whether he thought this was the best idea or not. <laughs> yeah, wow. There Good you go. News. Oath Good bound. Well, how does how does Antipode feel about all this, Crazy? About the the quest to get the medicine and. Take the Return delicious the sheep, sheep to yeah. Westlaham. Yeah. yeah, I think she's way into it. Um, Very cool. Shall we um, embark? Yeah, I mean, yeah. did you guys want to head off then? I think we got on our road. Because yeah. it's, it's night time at the moment, but... Genuine question. I don't actually know how this works. The the bot that I have, like the construct that looks like a reindeer, is large. It's creature size large and has the stat block of a challenge rating to big creature. Do you think it's rideable? Like, do you think I can ride it? It's big metal reindeer that obeys my commands. Yeah, you can probably ride it. Like, I don't see how it couldn't be. How many of us do you think can ride it? Yeah, bugger. So we all load up on this... I didn't say all of you. I said two. In oh. fact, I didn't say two. I'm saying two. Okay, okay nice. I suppose the metal man and the yeah. Goliath probably weigh a lot. Uh, I, th- I think Fulker seeing this, and although, although he's used to taking uh, pride of place uh, behind Vixnado, I think he sort of gestures to help up uh, Antipode on, onto... Elderly. Well, yeah, because he, he's, he, she's like, yes, I'm a ranger, and he's like, cool, you're also 75 years old. <laughs> and, like, not, saying, not saying that he's an ageist, he's just kind of like, you could probably just use the seat more than me. I'm a metal man in my prime. like <laughs> A prime boy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Can I ask... Thomas, um, what this terrain is? It is a winter wonderland. Pine trees, snow, gentle rolling hills, rocky outcrops. Would you um, classify it as Arctic by any chance? I'm going to say yes. I have the natural explorer feet. (laughs) So I guess Antiphony and Snato load up and and off we go. Using the natural explorer terrain for the Arctic terrain that fucking... And Tiffany has. So heading out on the road, I guess we've got the sheep. Do you think Fulk is just carrying the sheep then? Or what? Probably. I mean, you know, he's quite a strong boy. Or uh, I guess the sheep probably needs to walk itself, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the sheep needs to carry the log. Oh, it's part of the, the quest. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. So we're on an escort quest of this sheep. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Thanks for making a Christmas escort quest for us, <laughs> Okay. Well, then at that point, yeah. Actually, you know, Snato's seeing this. Hobbs off the reindeer. He's, like, in front. The reindeer's off to the side. We're, like, forming a guard okay, around yeah, the sheep, yeah. I think. Like, a full fucking five-point guard with the, <laughs> the wolf and the reindeer and the three of us, like, surrounding the sheep on all sides to prevent anything from going wrong. Cool, cool, cool. So, you set out. Westward, getting along the road quite well. Mm-hmm. No issues so far. I think Snato's singing uh, Midwinter Carols the whole time. He's singing Metallic Reindeer in a Winter Wonderland. <laughs> okay. It's a song he wrote for Rudolph, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Nice, nice. You guys get extra XP for uh, listening to that. Hey, if our levels mattered. <laughs> <laughs> so, part of the way along towards. The uh, city of Westlehem. You hear a noise behind you on the road. In fact, you hear a voice calling out, Wait, 
Wait, stop. I think our five-point guard is immediately alerted yeah. and we, like, perfect, like, a uh, Roman manipole, like, yeah. pivot to <laughs> face the new threat. Yeah. And what you see is the farmer lady from the manger. Oh. Is, she, is she carrying the gun? Uh, no, she's not. Did she leave children unsupervised with a gun? And she says to you, wait, sorry, I just had a vision from Santa Claus and I need to take the sheep back. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm already, yeah, I've inside. already rolled inside. Yeah, like, it's happening. <laughs> 12 inside for Snado? Yeah, it's just a flat 10 for me. I feel like, if anything, I should have disadvantage because I'm inclined to believe a message from Santa Claus. Uh, what was your roll, Grace? Three. So you all take this at face value. Uh, she comes closer to you and she points up to one of the rocky outcroppings beside the road and says, see, there he is. He's come to collect the sheep himself and santa claus do you turn to see yes you turn to look and sure enough santa claus emerges from beside the rocky outcropping of the side of the road and then the lady from the manger hits you in the back of the head well she tries to okay so crits you in the back of the head which deals oh fuck you take 32 bludgeoning damage. Uh, I think Snado's going to use his special Goliath trait called Stone's Endurance to reduce that damage by 9. So it's only, what, 23? Okay, great. I'm on 22 hit points. Let's do this, baby. We're all initiative. Yep, everybody roll initiative. Santa. I saw Santa. You saw Santa. You're still seeing Santa. I think uh, as Snado uh, takes his hit, he looks into the eyes of Santa Claus and says, Why have you forsaken me, Santa? (laughs) (laughs) So, the uh, lady uh, just starts wailing at you. Uh, Sorry, wailing on... The lady just starts wailing on you again and again with her arms. Oh, no. Just full-on slam attacks with her limbs. Wait, wait. So was it her limb that hit me? Yeah. She, like, punched you in the back of the head. 23 damage. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, bring it on. Who is this lady? She swings at you twice more with with both her hands. Mm Mm-hmm. What's her AC? 16. She hits you once, and you take... And you take eight damage. Huh. A paltry eight damage. Fair odds for any Greek. And then, from behind the rocky outcropping, steps a hobgoblin. Unlike any hobgoblin you've ever seen before. A regular hobgoblin might have a sort of reddish skin tone and black hair or dark browns. But this hobgoblin, in all its raggedy leather armor, every inch of skin and hair you can see is green. Bright green. Like a Christmas tree? Like a green That kind of color. But it's a hobgoblin, not a tree. Uh, I think Grace said it first. What? It's like the Grinch. Sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) That hobgoblin moves his hands, says some words, and brings down a terrible ice storm on your formation. 
So it's a 20-foot radius. I would say that given your pattern, probably going to hit all of you with a 20-foot radius. That's quite a Almost large certainly. one. So can you guys all please take deck saves for me and for your creatures as well? Snardo got a 22. 17 for your boy. Uh, 14. And Rudy, Rudy gets a 4. And 19 for my wolf. Ooh, little conquer. Your lower one is the only fail. Okay, great. What about that sheep? How much health does it have? Hmm. <laughs> Because you might have won, Tom. Yeah, it might be over before it begins. Snato's um, dead, and so is the sheep. <laughs> so, now, what is actually really interesting is, you notice that the sheep freezes with panic as the ice storm rains down upon you, and it's just stuck where it is. But you also see the hobgoblin with his other hand make a secondary gesture whilst casting the spell, and the ice misses the sheep completely around its perimeter alone, despite otherwise filling the radius of where the ice is slammed down. So it's more like an evocation wizard and it has, like, spell shaping? <laughs> Let's um, <laughs> imagine for a moment that... Uh, I guess you're a cleric. You might have that kind of arcane knowledge for spell shaping. Uh, but I mean, divine, but... I've got plus six arcana, so... Yeah. Would you want to make an arcana roll for me? Um, that's a 22, just, just casually. Uh, then what you'd notice with that arcana is that, yeah, it looks like a kind of spell shaping yeah. that is sometimes Neat. used, uh, in Hobgoblin military detachments. Oh, wow. There you go. Okay. So just Rudolph Bart gets hit, I guess. Oh, everybody gets hit. Right. It's yeah, bad. Take yeah, yeah, yeah. Damage, yeah. We're going to start off with some bludgeoning damage from the sheer impact. That's going to be five. So three. Mm-hmm. And then also, 15 cold damage. <laughs> Half for anyone who passed, which is all of you apart from Rudolph. Yep. I'm on three hit points. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> ready, to, ready to rock on with this adventure. Let's saddle off and ride. It's Rudolph, Rudolph's turn. So is the, is the lady up on... I guess she's in melee range of Snato. Yes, yes. Standing okay. right next to her. Rudolph charges at her... And it's gonna try and just fucking Goro with the the fucking Rudolph horns, the reindeer horns that it has on its head. That is fourteen to hit her. That hits. Okay, she takes additional damage because of the charge. So she takes from these Rudolph horns fifteen piercing damage from the horns, and I need her to go ahead and make a strength saving throw for me. Seven for the strength set. She's knocked the fuck down by this rampaging Rudy butt. Was it 15 damage? 15 piercing damage and falls the fuck over. Rudy doing work. Yeah, she hits the ground. <laughs> Anything else from Rudolph? No, that's his turn. Then Big Snodo's up. So she's literally knocked down in front of him. Snodo whips the thunder cannon off his shoulder, fucking points it down at her directly on the ground, and that's going to be 21 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, so it's going to be another 46 plus 3. So that's another 11, 13, 14, another 17 damage. And then I think if you're on the ground, you don't get attacks of opportunity, I suppose. I think you do. Okay. It has a disadvantage on attack rolls, but it can still make mm. them. Um, well, seeing as I'm on three hit points, probably not safe to try and juke out of there and take an attack of opportunity that might kill me. So probably just going to chill and hope that you guys can kill her before she gets another attack yeah. on Snado. Yeah, that's me done then. So Antipode, you're up. Um, please, please kill this lady on the ground before she yeah, murders Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I draw my longbow and shoot it right at her. Nice. And, oh no. You will unfortunately have disadvantage because you're not within five feet of her. Well, it doesn't matter by the sounds of it from Grace's voice. 
so I can't use the crit then and use the four, so it's not going to hit. You um, you'll you'll get multi attack, Grace. Also, yes, I, I do. As a ranger at level six. So that misses, but for my extra attack, I yell at my wolf to go and give her a bite. The um, because the wolf has allies within five feet, he gets advantage. Oh, I like this a lot. He's an it has double advantage because it's a melee attack and the enemy is prone. Hey, all right. What does double advantage mean? It's not nothing. a thing. It's a <laughs> Okay, fourteen. That hits. Nice. And so that is. 10 damage. 10 piercing damage from the wolf bite. Oof. She is looking a little bit ragged. Oh, nice. Like, how ragged would you say? Quite ragged. Do we notice anything about her? Can I roll, like, insight on her again to try and say, like, she doesn't seem human. She just hit me for, like, fucking 32 damage with her fist. I, I think, yeah, like, you would be perplexed by the strength with which she was able to hit you. Mm-hmm. But it actually in many ways, was more about where she hit you. Okay. She, so the sort of impact itself was not necessarily hugely surprising amount of force. Yeah, all right. Uh, but just, like, masterfully executed in a rather surprising way. Mm. Okay. Great, let's go. And now it is oh. Santa's go. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Snada yells out, Get her, Santa! Save me, your loyal acolyte! <laughs> Uh, I'd like to also invoke at this point, I don't know uh, if this is the real Santa, I definitely have an acolyte feature, Shelter of the Faithful, where, like, people of my religion are, like, predisposed towards being kind to me. And my religion is Santa. So, I don't know, you take from that what you will. Yeah, I'll I'll take from that what I will. (laughs) Santa actually teleports over next to the wolf and just starts pummeling it. With his fists. Oh my god. Why is Santa punching that dog? (gasps) Says Sonato out loud in horror. So, what's Sonato... What's not not Sonato's? What's the wolf's AC? 13. Two hits, and then he punches another couple of times. Three hits of the four punches from Santa. (laughs) Oh, this wolfy boy. (laughs) You just killed... You just killed my wolf. And takes five damage from each of the first two hits. So that's five and then another five. And then the third hit is six damage. All bludgeoning. Sixteen. Not that big a deal. Oh, good. My wolf is unconscious. Oh, no! (laughs) Not Concord! Not Concord! (laughs) Yells Snato at the top of his lungs. Santa, why? (laughs) Says Snato. Does Santa respond? He's directly appealing to Santa. Santa, why? Santa turns to you, looks you dead in the eye, and smiles with evil in his teeth. <gasps> Is Santa an evil god? <laughs> well, you don't know that. Yeah, wow. He's been duped. Um, yeah, it, it is important to know that the reason that Snato is obsessed with Santa is because the trinket I rolled on the trinket table was a book about an ancient hero with the final chapter missing. So, like, he, like, picked up this book about Santa and, like, got really into Santa, but maybe the final chapter is this big reveal. Fulgur, it's your go? Yeah, uh, at this point... <laughs> <laughs> Now, Fulker is not the most intelligent uh, metal man in the world, but he's smart enough to realise that this is fucking gone to shit already. But uh, rather than flee, he rushes forward with his spear and attempts to just, like, gore the lady in front of him. Pierce her to the ground, essentially. This is one of those fights you're supposed to lose, guys. Yeah. Uh. Oh, here's something. 
Uh, I have an ability where, and I imagine I would have done this, uh, from my long rest, once every long rest, I can turn uh, a weapon magical. Mm-hmm. And so m- would make sense that I would have used it on my spear carrying over, yeah, yeah. which is a plus one spear, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which means that is a 20 to hit. That hits. Um, that's mm-hmm. 10 damage as he gores it to the ground. And then Jaboy takes a step back. Uh, no, no, it doesn't take a step back. So as your spear pierces the lady and sinks into the earth behind her, blood pours out of her, darker, more purplish than you would have expected. Oh, no. And her whole body shifts and melts back into a terrifying, muscular, purplish shape. Oh, a double She's clearly... She's clearly not human. <laughs> Very cool. Fulka is and like, clearly dead. Yeah, Fulka is like feels a sort of like a righteous sort of like joy sort of thing as he's put this like fucking abomination out of its misery. Come on, um, and then uses his bonus action to cast mass healing word <gasps> because oh. he fucking has to. He was hoping to not be a healing cleric, but apparently yeah. he has to. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so yeah, I cast uh, mass healing word as one of my three third level spells. Wonderful. As a bonus action, up to six creatures I can heal. So I'm guessing the five of us that have taken damage, and it's not much. It's only a, a d4 plus uh, my spell modifier. So 1d4 plus 3. Which isn't much, but hopefully it, uh, well, it'll fucking revive Concord. Yeah, roll him up, buddy. Save me. Oh, max. Yeah. Seven. Nice. So everyone gets seven hit points. Alright. Everyone gets seven hit points, which means that, yep, Snado's looking less close to death, but still pretty close to death. I'd say so. And uh, Concord is back alive on Yay. 7 HP, Gracie. And Ru- Rudy Bot's looking a little more robust as well. I bet he is. Who's up? So that means it is the turn of that green boy that some of you have accused me of plagiarizing from, I guess, like... Charles Dickens. <laughs> 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 Mr. Dickens. I was going to... Is he a doll boy? No, he's no, a Zeus boy. Yeah, Zeus. Oh, right. yeah, what the fuck am I saying? Of course yeah. it's Zeus. Sweet Zeus. Um, did, he, did he invent him? Doesn't matter. Let's move on. Yeah, anyway. I, I recall him saying that he used to be plagued by these dreams of the green Christmas man. Yeah. And then the, one day... The horrible he, he did, green yeah, Christmas man. Yeah, the horrible man. green Christmas man. And one day he immortalized it on, on the page. Yeah, and then on, um, on, on screen. But he's Derek. insisted it's not an original creation. It's a, a night terror that's plagued yeah. him since before he was born. A living nightmare. I don't know what part of that story is meant to be true or not. Not Anyway. <laughs> or all of it, dude. Think about it. Your God that's... can't help you now, see? Your Santa God. <laughs> move on. Your Santa, God. your Santa God is dead. All right, what does he do? Um, he casts a fireball on your neat little formation. Oh, Fuck. awesome! I'm glad. Oh. I'm so glad he does that. Now, um, can luckily he, for can the sheep, he hit all of us. He can, yeah, because you're all still really close together, and it's huge. Well, all who's right, gonna kill? Bring oh, it on, Jesus! Christ. Who's gonna kill oh, the grave? Hang on. All right, here we go. Snado with a fifteen. Rudo with a four. Yeah, it's a um, two for your boy. Uh, fuck, 86. That is a good mm-hmm. spell. It's such bad news. <laughs> yeah, it's, drop You're going to kill us all, Tom. Um, so, always. what were your saves, sorry? 15 for Snado, 4 for Big Rudy. 8. So, Snado passes Rudy Is it a Vail. dex save? Yeah, dex save. Dex save, yeah. So, 6 for uh, Antipode. <laughs> That's a, a fail. 7 for Concord. Nice. That's a fail. How does a big two treat you? That's a fail. <laughs> okay, good. So Snado's the only one who passes. Thank okay. God. So yeah. here Although comes really the 8d6 roll. Mm-hmm. That's 7, plus 6 is 13, plus 5 is 18, 
plus 11 is 29. Yay! Snotter's unconscious! And so is Rudolph! <laughs> Luckily for this boy, Fulcar actually has fire resistance. Ah. So he will only take half that damage. Uh, so what was it again? 29? Yeah. So that's what, like, 15? Alright, I'll just go ahead and pack up. Leave you guys to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let me know when you're done recording. I'll come down and fucking lock the doors behind you. Yeah, Concord is dead, um. I think, beyond... Any saving magic. <laughs> what's, what's his max HP? 13. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's dead. He was on 7. So, yeah, fuck. Just extinguished. Yeah. He was on full health. He's so, dead. Yeah, Concord's blown. Concord's blown to pieces. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, Ru- and Rudolph and Snart are both just unconscious. <laughs> how old have you had this? Uh, how, how long have you had this? Uh, this wolf My whole life. What, you're 75 years you've had this one wolf? But, but you yeah, can. It's like a magic wolf. You can, you can reanimate it, I'm pretty sure. You can revive your pet. <laughs> although, I don't, mm, I don't I mean, know exactly yeah, even how that if works. I think dead. there's a magical although, link thing. Although, hang on. Yeah, but what if you? If, what if they've been turned to dust? I'm not sure where, where, where cremation <laughs> rolls into that, but... Uh, we'll worry about that when we get there. I can definitely, if I survive this, I can repair Rudy overnight. You can repair cool, your broken cool. construct. But anyway. Yeah, cool, um, terrific. Great. So... Still gonna survive it. That means it's Rudolph's turn, ha ha ha. Then it's... Well, he's gonna take a death save, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess he does. <laughs> so, Rudolph takes his first death save. And 13. So, one se- one pass. Marvellous. And then it's your go, big Sato? Snato. Snato. So, death save for Snato. Ah, uh, one. Critical fail. Fuck. So, that's two, baby. Two fails. That's two fails. Two fails. So, Snato's oh one God. roll away Fuck. from permanent... <laughs> Do you understand how frustrating this is for Fulka? Because this is a, this is every day. Yeah. Every day, Vixanato's like, I'm a Santa boy, and then dies. And Fulka's <laughs> like, I have powerful magics, and I'm here reviving this fuck. Hey, man, he made his oath. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's his whole deal, though, is that he made the oath before he knew what was going on, and so now yeah. he's stuck with him. <laughs> Snato would actually be fine if he didn't get critted for 32 points of damage at the start this of conflict. True. This is true. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, you guys, you guys got your blood for that. Um, anyway, Antipode, you're up. Jesus. All right. I'm going to use a, a little ranger spell, and I'm going to cast Silence over the little gremlin and the Santa. Oh, Gracie, I love this so much. I cannot cast any spells that now, have now, a vocal component. Let's just check your range on that bad boy, because they're not standing next to each other. Um, I'd also love oh, right. if you didn't silence your healing boy. You could run outside there. So you have a 20-foot radius. You could put it on Santa. You choose a point, and that point is stationary. But you Okay, can... so they're not next to each other anymore. Sorry, that was no. my mistake. Santa's um, also doing a lot so of punching, just... so I wouldn't worry about him too yeah. much. Yeah, I would just put it on the... Gremlin? What is he again? Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. The Grinch. The Grinch. Just call him the Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. Okay, so the Grinch is silenced now. Good for him. Then it is Santa's go. Santa's going to come over and, uh, in fact... Can he get through me? Because, like, Fulka is like... He'll teleport over to Antipode and punch her four times in the face. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. nice. What's your AC? 14. So that's two hits so far. One more hit, so that's three hits. I'm going to be unconscious, though. That's seven plus four, that's eleven plus five. Sixteen damage all up, bludgeoning. I'm unconscious. Great. Thereby ending the silence. Wonderful. So we've been frozen, we've been burned, we've been bludgeoned. It's all gone wrong. The dog is dead. This is the darkest timeline for Christmas. This is darker than your Halloween story, Duncan. And Fulker, you're up. 
Carl's oh, watching the word again. Okay, okay. Just to prolong this, like, just to fuck with Tom. Like, just bring Tom back for one more round. Yeah, <laughs> like, like... You come all down. If I have a spell as a bonus action, I can't cast another spell, can I? It has to be a cantrip, you rather, I believe. Alright, what do I do? Although I guess next up in the initiative order is probably... That guy you guys call the Grinch. Yep, and then my friends. Rudolph, Big Sato, Snato? Snato. <sighs> Fucking hell. Okay. Fulka, like, grabs his spear and just, like, fucking, like, charges at Santa. Nice! Uh, and tries to fucking impale The only appropriate response. Yeah. Uh, crit fails. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. That's my, that's my, my valiant charge yeah. to Santa. His attempt to, his valiant, the effort needs to be commended. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're doing more than the rest of us, so. <laughs> yeah. So then, the Grinch-looking kind of guy... <laughs> Runs over, grabs the sheep, casts a spell on himself, and flies off into oh, the night man. sky. We wanged this one up, guys. And we wanged this one up the hardest. As he flies off, the Santa teleports off into the darkness, and you can sort of hear hurried footsteps, uh, like <laughs> running. Just, like, out teleport into the out of sight and then have to run. That's like the saddest thing I've ever now, heard. Yeah, I guess I'd teleport, that's fine. He teleports like 30 feet, it's like a smoke bomb, and he's just like running away. Would I get attack of opportunity or not because it's teleportation? I don't think you really could with the teleportation. Yeah, I think because of the teleport. Cool, yeah, that's fine. Um, you probably wouldn't. Uh, I guess Fulka seeing this. Does that spare the dying? Yep, spare the dying, and then he probably just fucking does a mass healing word, because like, presumably, this is the night. I don't think any of us are doing anything. <laughs> I, I'm just going to guess. This is a bad beat. This is a bad beat. This is what gonna, you call a bad yeah. beat. Yeah. Un- unless we have a time pressure or something like that, but like, are we like rolling on in straight through or like, do you think we are, are we long resting and trying again? Suddenly, bright light shines down from on high and a jolly, chubby man in a red <gasps> suit descends from the heavens. As he gets closer and the glare of the light is not too bright, you feel warmth and life return to your limbs. That goes for all of you, even those unconscious. Uh, what about not, dead? Not, ex- about not, not outright exploded. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hi. And you hear a voice that sounds like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> even more than Sonato's voice. Yes. And the voice from this cheerful man says... How dreadfully rude it is for those ruffians to impersonate me. I'm so sorry that happened to you. But please, don't succumb to the cold. You left that little town with two gifts to give. The sheep may have been taken from you, but you can still see to fetching the medicine for those poor girls. Oh, and have a Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Is Snato alive at this point? Yeah, he's you're coming back to life as he's saying these things. Yeah, I think bef- before that, Fulka's just kind of like, so, like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> like, yeah. like, were you just watching that? You just waited until they left and then came in and fucking healed everyone? Like, maybe, like, 30 seconds earlier might have been, like, oh, a fun time. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Well, that's all happening. Yeah, Santa's yeah. sort of <laughs> backing out of the clear. Like, the light gets a bit Beams of light from his hands <laughs> touch your injured friends. He just he just puts one them. hand over uh, Fulker's face and it's like puts him to sleep. And then Santa disappears again whilst in a bright light. Whilst that's all happening, Snado has dropped to his knees and he's doing Hail Santas. He's like down there and he's just being like Hail Santa full of grace. 
So, How would be that? <laughs> Jesus. So the effect of all that was that anyone who is alive gets a short rest. The effect cool. of short rest instantaneously. Great. Terrific. So I guess I'm going to spend a bunch of hit die now to recover. Hey everyone, me again, just checking in. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. Firstly, as always, genuinely thank you so much for listening. Whether you're a regular listener or a new one, it means the world to us that you enjoy the show. To that point, as I mentioned up top, this is a great episode to share with your friends and spread a little much-needed holiday cheer whilst also conveniently helping us grow the show. If you like the app, please go and give us a rate or review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It's really, really helpful for us. Uh, Or go ahead and send us a message on Facebook or Twitter at Curio Network or at HTWLA. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. Happy holidays and enjoy the rest of the show. I knew that couldn't be the real Santa. The real Santa's good. I know it in my heart. <laughs> and uh, he's just like weeping, like both joy and sadness. Sadness at the loss of the sheep, the apparent fan of the quest, but real joy at having come that close. To- I mean, it, this is a divine experience for, for Snyder. He's just met his God yeah. like, in a very tangible way. <laughs> Although, I think, to be fair, Fulker has seen this a number of times of like just Snyder, like getting up in arms about something and also very like thrilled about something else and just crying. And, like, yeah, like, it seems like that sort of character. He's an emotional boy. Yeah. <laughs> he wears his heart on his sleeve. So what are you guys going to do? I think Snado is basically just like... Santa seemed to think the most important thing we can do in the short term is get the medicine. I still think we need to try and track down that sheep, though. I would say that we are obviously underqualified for an escort mission, but perhaps a, a simple fetch quest might be more... <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put. I think Snado is all about getting that medicine while also keeping it into the ground for the sheep, basically. Because, like, we got no leads. But yeah. just, he just flew away with it. So I like, guess we just like. Do yeah. we know what way he went with the sheep? Towards Westland. Westland. All right. Well, that's the way I to mean, medicine as well. So yeah. on the road we go. I imagine. Is there some sort of star we can follow, or is that a? <laughs> did Santa leave? As Santa he... fled, did he leave a trail of light towards Westland that we can now follow? Yes. We can follow his powder. As he said, uh, but you can still see to fetching the medicine, he pointed in the direction of Westlaham, fired his hand like a little fake pistol hand. Like a tiny thunder cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a tiny little thunder cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bright star appeared over Westlaham. That's amazing. Right. So off we go, I guess. Something as well. I think we're going to like keep track of time sort of thing. Once we're about like 45 minutes out from Westlaham, the full car is going to cast Pass Without Trace on the party. Uh, what does that do? Exactly? Plus 10 to strength. Uh, to stealth, sorry. <laughs> yeah, also... <laughs> Plus that strength. Yeah, well, I, I just used it, so too bad. <laughs> I, I also, I'm going to cast um, False Life on myself. Cool. Uh, which is, what was it? So I gained six temporary hit points. Hey. My max goes up by six. Yeah, so I guess we're, we're heading off on that star. Marvellous. As you get closer to Westlehem, after the point where you've cast Pass Without Trace, Pass Without Trace, you can see the silhouettes of what look like a couple of guardsmen at the entrance to the city, uh, silhouetted by the dim light of some of the fires that are intentionally on in mm. the city. Uh, <laughs> not the city not is Roman's fire. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nero's fiddling. It's all yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like when Nero fiddles while Roman yeah. burns. Yeah, classic. So I guess I, pretty, I think we pretty much just go straight up to the guards, right? Like we're just going to do that and just yeah. tell, tell them the situation, tell them the truth. Yeah, we're here on official Santa business. We're trying to track down a green, not Grinch-like fellow. 
So is this you saying this to the guys? Uh, We came along the road. uh, Green man stole our sheep. Have you seen a flying green non-licensed character? And I think instantly Fulco walks ahead, pushes Big Snotto away and is like, "Uh, we're here to um, pick up some medicine. We're meant to meet somebody here uh, in the city. Did you say something about a green man? Yeah, I think Snotto pushes Fulco back. (laughs) I did say something about a green man. Thank you. I knew that was salient. And you said he took the sheep. You you weren't bringing the the tastiest Christmas sheep, were you? <laughs> we were trying. Are you telling me that that renowned, dastardly hobgoblin mercenary <laughs> captain known as the Grunch... Now, not only has he kidnapped every child in the city, (laughs) but he's got the tastiest Christmas sheep as well. Does the other guard have like a faster cadence of speech? Or like... <laughs> yeah, the other guard kind of chimes in like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, the Christmas sheep. He's yeah, got the yeah. Christmas so sheep. what happened to the Christmas sheep? Where'd he go? Where, where, where'd the Christmas sheep go? He's not actually getting anywhere faster with his words. He's just talking really quickly, but it's going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. very good. It's just the, the South Philly thing you were trying to <laughs> Exactly. I don't know what that was. That yeah. was just... Was I went quick and it came out with whatever that accent Yeah, very good. Was. Yeah, somebody tweeted us what accent he was doing. Yeah, someone tell me what is this? <laughs> It's like a little bit of Bugs Bunny, but he's had like it six packs of cigarettes in the last <laughs> yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's like a real Just like street, street Bugs Bunny. Street Bunny. So um, I guess we affirm that that's what happened and ask him for help. And the really fast-paced guardsman <laughs> says to you, look, the, the king stationed himself in the old throne room, uh, in the old... <laughs> <laughs> He's tripping over himself. He's going he's, so fast. He can't he's unstoppable. <laughs> he, he, he stops himself. He takes a he takes a short breath and he says to you, "The king stationed himself in the old throne room above the dungeon there, at the great hall on on the side of the hill to try and negotiate the the return of the children, uh, because that's where the grunts took the kids. We saw him. We saw the grunch. He had a <laughs> big fucking bag and he put all the kids in the bag and he, he <gasps> took them." Took him to the, the old dungeons beneath the old the old throne room over there at the place in the hill. That's where he took him. And so the king's set up there. It's ongoing negotiations back and forth, back and forth. They're not stopping. I uh, love this guy's no-nonsense vibe. But it isn't going well. It's not going well. The royal guard, uh, they have bloody skirmishes on the hillside with the hobgoblins virtually every day. It's this awful stalemate. There's people dying. The kids are still in their bag in the dungeon. And the negotiation's not going well. The price too high. He wants so much gold for the kids. But the king doesn't want to give him the gold. I look, this has all gone too far. I don't get paid enough to deliver the message to the king that you fucking lost the tastiest Christmas sheep. So you three can tell yourselves, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> and he just walks off into the night. There's a new fan favorite character to the Khan's imaginary fast talking street bugs bunny guard. Do we think we like roll in maybe and like just try like like quickly as we can fucking like sort this medicine and then just I guess head to the fucking hill? Is the medicine in town? That was where we're meeting her brother, yes? Nick. No, like some. Yeah, it was her brother. Yeah. Her brother Nicholas, Nicholas, yeah. 
Was he in town? Was he like yes, on the way? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess we gotta go get that medicine. Yeah, would you would you describe him as like a Saint Nicholas or? I mean, he was described by his sister as a priest and a healer. Mm. Uh, she didn't say anything about him being a saint. Maybe he will be by the end of it. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll be a martyr. <laughs> That's horrible. Hey, it's the fastest way to become a saint. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna sit around and wait for three miracles because this is a single episode. We gotta get through it. Um, I think at this point we're, we're running through the doors into the city, like <laughs> dragging along a giant mechanical reindeer. Do you want to head up towards the the hill where the old throne room is, or where do you want to? We're going to try and get this medicine as quick as we can. Okay, yeah. So we can at least make a rapid tactical yeah. extraction yeah, yeah. with the medicine <clears throat> in tow. Nice. Well, as you enter the city, you're in quite immediately its sort of merchant district, and you do see above one of the doors in the main square. Uh, you know how ye olde shops all have those little icons oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, RPG yeah. video games? Mm-hmm. It's on the mini-map. Um, it's got a little token yeah, yeah, for yeah. whatever the shop yeah, yeah. sells. So you see one with a little potion bottle oh, nice. symbol or maybe even like a snake stick. Um, I think Snado just runs right past it. To be clear, <laughs> not a snake's dick. Right, but very good. But a thyrsus? Let's uh, go with the potion bottle. Potion uh, bottle? Let's go with a, uh, Yeah, a catasaeus. Right. Ah, uh, Dr. Zaius. <laughs> very good. If you want to hear more about Dr. Zayas, you can check out the other Curio show, Sicario. Very good. Uh. Um, I think having having seen this potion sign, Fulka just like runs full fucking pelt into the door. Like like, doesn't stop. And so like, as in like, he's using his strength, dropping his shoulder. He's a man made of metal wearing wearing splint armor. He's just trying to go like right through the door. You smash through the door. It's uh, built to keep out the snow and the rain, not metal boys. Inside, you are confronted first by the intense smell of rum. And second, by the sight of a man sitting in the corner, wallowing in his own vomit, who uh, says to you, what are you looking at? (laughs) Oh, no. He's drunk and belligerent. I'm no use to you. Nothing gonna heal. This Christmas fear. <laughs> I quite like this, dude. Yeah. I think it's a very good one. Like, okay, as a cleric, would I know what the Christmas fever uh, med- medicine looks like? Uh, yes, yeah. It actually um, comes labelled in most cities and towns in seasonal red and green bottles. Oh, that's so oh. nice. Do we see any? Like, uh, Yeah, you see them on the counter, readily available. It's sort of the impulse purchase of yeah. the uh, apothecary <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, you know, Christmas is coming up. A lot of people get it. Get the fever. Yeah. 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 Now, when you say you, Snado, as I said, definitely ran straight past this place. He, like, heard the door cave in and was, like, already, like, 30 feet down the street. So, he, like, he's probably just getting in now. So, like, he's just, like, poking his head in the door, like, what's going on, guy? <laughs> <laughs> Did Antipode run past as well, or do you reckon she's right in there? Yeah, when Antipode sees the bottles, she's like, wait a second, is that a, would it be a, um, an apothecary? And she sort of runs off with the hope of finding a cure for her dead wolf. A, a wolf revival potion? Yes. <laughs> so she's... So, 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 all right, so, like, we're in the apothecary now. Fulker's, like, digging yeah. through trying to find the, the Christmas fear bottles. And, and I guess uh, Antiphony's in there, like, looking for a dead wolf potion of some description. Yeah. And the drunk vomit man sees Antipode, who must, I suppose, have gone over the counter to get it the other stuff, the Christmas uh, that was fever the impulse buy. Yeah, with the, the impulse stuff. buy on the counter, but yeah. I guess you've climbed in, have you, to yeah, the, the, rifle the, the through the wolf resurrection potions that, are kept out They're bad. in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the, <laughs> they're in the, the secret locked case where yeah. they keep all the shaving razors. Yeah. 
So, so the drunk man, uh, smelling of rum and vomit, sort of stands up as you get over his counter, or tries to anyway, and he's then trying to follow you over the counter, but he's, he's too drunk, he can't really get himself over the counter. And he's just sort of saying, What are you looking for? <laughs> would, you, would, ha- would you be having any uh, resurrection potions? I'm afraid I'm not that good of an apothecary. I've never <laughs> been able to make potions that could revive people. I did one time manage to make one that could revive large dogs, but <laughs> never even got as good as a horse. What about a wolf? Could it do a wolf? Wolf's just a fucking big dog as far as I'm concerned. It is, it is. That's exactly what it is. If you bring my son to me... Oh, God. <laughs> we don't have time for any more fun. give you this portion. He was taken by the grunch. Yeah, it's the same quest. It's it's an additional XP. You know, like when you when you pick up a quest that takes you to the same like end location, and you just get extra rewards. That's what we've got. Bring me my boy. Oh no! <laughs> Very awesome powers, dude. I yeah. have to be honest. Very fat boss. I want my baby back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we picked up an additional quest. And we yeah. run out of the apothecary. Great. I think, yeah, we don't talk to him any further. We just run out of there with all the medicines and promises of dog resurrection potions in tow. And we make <laughs> great haste off towards the King's Mountain. the old throne room was is where you've been uh, pointed it's very much nestled into the snow it's an old wooden building as opposed to some of the newer stone ones that make up the mass of the city these days the front doors are open but there are royal guard everywhere they don't seem too perturbed by the sight of you because obviously they're really on the lookout for hobgoblins and not metal men evidently. and not metal men um <laughs> but as you get close to the door one does stop you and he sort of says oh where are you going <laughs> Sorry, that one just really got me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's what. a pretty fun voice. I think I think the party's just kind of standing there, like chuckling. I'm yeah, like, this guy's really cool character voice. Yeah. Uh, we are heading to deliver a message to the king. Do not stand in the way of a party in their quest. We're on official Santa business. And then I shake my fist at him. <laughs> not threateningly, just kind of like yes. driven. You know, yeah. like yes. Oh, have you brought word about whether or not the shapes here? Because. Because we could really do with Marlin's blessing this year. We have important news about the sheep, yes. You could put it that way if you felt so inclined. Yes. Oh, well then, like, head in. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's earning his paycheck. Yeah, fucking hell. He's earning the king's coin. Uh, I guess we charge it into the hole. What do we yeah. see? As soon as you're through the doors to the throne room, you're at the top of a long flight of stairs, headed down 
to a low room that seems to be cut into the side of the hill. So whilst the external structure is wood, they've used the rock of the hill to build the throne room itself. Nice. There's a huge fireplace at the centre and its flames warm the whole chamber such that melting snow drips through the aged and frail wooden beams of the roof. Shadows dance everywhere because braziers line the walls and they further sort of complicate the light of the main fire. At the far end of the room sits the throne on which the king is seated quite uh, uncomfortably mm. and his advisors are before him a mix of men who look like scholars and generals and aristocrats and maybe even a couple of merchants it's a very traditional christmas story so they are all men right i was gonna um, say yeah, yeah, no yeah, women yeah, of yeah, course yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> advising the king yeah of no, um <laughs> otherwise you know if he had uh broader spectrum of advice, maybe all the children wouldn't have been kidnapped in the first place. Yeah, hey, but, that's the important <laughs> message here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and, like, down with consumerism. That's the same. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-consumerism, pro-feminism, HWLA, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all sort of arguing there at the far side of the room. What do you guys want to do? I think we pretty much just bellow, right? I think there's one of us that was born to do that. Yeah. Uh, Snowdy walks in and says, The Grunch has the sheep! <laughs> as loud as he can. <laughs> Everyone. Not a sentence I thought I'd be saying this morning. (laughs) Everybody goes quiet. The advisors turn to look at you. The king looks up at you and he says, What do you mean, my tastiest Christmas sheep? (laughs) It's not like looks at his feet, like kind of embarrassed now. It's a little sheepish. Yeah, it's worth at this point, like, (laughs) interrogating, like. Um, by what process do you, like, determine whether it's the tastiest... Like, do you taste every single sheep? It is of the, the tastiest bloodline of sheep. Oh, oh so, so it's, it's a like race a, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. A, it's like, a, like a, you know, genetic power thing. Like it a, is the... The pure-blooded sheep. The yeah. half-blooded sheep. Uber sheep. The yeah, uber right. sheep. The, the, the uber sheep. Yeah, okay. wow. Yeah. The master sheep. Come on, don't make this weird, guys. No. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like Uber Eats. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are the Deli- Uber delivering, <laughs> delivering that sweet mutton. Yeah, I'm more of a delivery boy myself. Ah, well. From yeah. amongst the crowd, a man in military uniform steps forward and says, This has gone too far. We need a solution now. It's time to employ the nuclear option. Yeah. And like He's like the guy who's there being like, Nuke him! Nuke him! And the king's like, no. And then some other advisor is like, we have to reach a peaceful resolution. Yeah, and someone else is like, there are kids in there. You can't <laughs> nuke him. He's like, ah, the crunch. I mean, I don't know how you guys predicted all of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. That's what all the advisors just said. Whoa. Yeah, we did it. No, so, uh, okay, we need a resolution now. Snado looks back up from his sheepish uh, shoegazing and says, how can we help? We've already wanged this one up one time. We'll do anything to bring those kids back and stop that dastardly grunge. Wait, was that... <laughs> was that how can we help? Like, how can we help? Yeah, like, it's both like, friends. It, was not, it wasn't like, hey, how can we help? It wasn't an offer. It was like, what if we do? Yeah, there's multiple layers of meaning. Yeah, beautiful, it. beautiful. And then another voice amongst the advisors chimes in. I have an idea... Oh, I love this guy already! We know that they're down in the dungeons beneath this, the old throne room. And I've been trying to tell everyone, though nobody has listened to me, there is a way in past their lines. All we need is a few brave souls willing to crawl through the tunnels, the shafts that let air down into the dungeons. 
It's a Die Hard thing. We're doing a Die Hard Christmas special. <laughs> Just I mean, yeah. a few men, or maybe a couple of strange creatures and a woman, if they were willing to crawl through the vents and expose themselves once inside to attack on all fronts by hobgoblins, then potentially they could save the day. So we had to expose ourselves, but we could definitely try to infiltrate the area. Snado pulls out his holy symbol, which is a sprig of mistletoe, and starts doing, you know, some kind of, like, complex ceremonial gestures, and then he, like, anoints Rudolph Bot with the mistletoe, and then just says, For Santa! And he's ready to go. He's ready to lock and load. Fulka, get, getting down some tunnels, that's his, that's his whole vibe. He loves it. Yeah, Antipody takes a knee and says, For Santa. <laughs> but really it's for Concord, right? <laughs> like we we know what Antipodes' motivations are here, and it's to get our dog back. Interesting question though. How is Rudy Bot gonna get into these air vents? He's DD class size large. <laughs> I guess he can't. Oh well, there you go. Can we give him some kind of side quest? Can we give Rudy Bot the medicine and tell him to bring it back to the children in the manger post haste? Just like put it in his compartment and just like send him galloping back towards town? Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, all right. We, we give Rudy Bot the medicine and I give him the clear verbal instruction. Rudy Bot, you can't come with us on this quest, old buddy, but I'm going to need you to get this medicine back to those real sick kids in that real manger. And uh, he can't speak any languages, but he just kind of like nods his reindeer robot head and turns around and begins galloping back towards the little town that we came from. I think uh, Fulka turns to this snobbish man, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure what to call him. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, so uh, yeah, where's the tunnel? Let's go. He is certainly dressed in snobbish clothes. And Very good. Is he holding a martini? He's got like a cravat. Oh, dude, nice. Uh, he does have a cravat, not a martini. Um, <laughs> it is like a war meeting. It would be, yes. be an appropriate yeah. meeting. <laughs> it's, it's a real mash vibe. Like, he he says, so. He's Hawkeye. He's yeah. In yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. If it's like fucking like dirty martinis made from like fucking moonshine. Yeah. He's just kind of whipped up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he sort of says, yes, right this way. I'll show you where to go. And heads out. Sorry, can we roll insight on this guy? We got burned once already by trusting random fucks. Like, he's just gonna push us into a furnace. There's no way he's not going to. For some of us, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That's a 19 insight. 19's quite a good roll, I'll tell you this. You, you You get the impression that he's like, this is what we have to do, but that he's not sure you guys can pull it off. He's kind of like, he was pretty open about that. He's yeah. kind of like, nah. <laughs> I think I'm. He's like, I'm, with I'm the right like, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, the right people. Like, we have a man that's made of earth that's and true. a Santa Claus impersonator. A very large. And an old lady. Woman, I mean. So probably not working yeah, in so, his favor. No, but there's a real, like, there's a real, uh, uh, like, uh, I'm no man, like, destroying the yeah, uh, Eowyn, high school. Eowyn and the Witch King of Angmar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that the Grunch is basically the Witch King. Let's get to this tunnel, please. Yeah, push me in it. So the... the... Secret tunnel! <laughs> oh, nice, dude. Little Airbender reference. Yeah. The, the, uh, the snobby man with the cravat leads you out the back of the throne room, away from the arguing advisors who seem to doubt the plan. And uh, as you pass out the back of the room through a corridor, he is joined by some of his equally snobby-looking aides, one of whom uh, brings him a rather elegant earthenware beverage holder, and uh, he begins to sip from it. Ah, finally, we're out of that war meeting. I can resume my... Imbibing? Imbibing. (laughs) Nice. 
Big Snardo is very into this guy. Sorry, I hope you're not perturbed by a man who drinks whilst under pressure. It just helps me come up with these bloody genius plans. <laughs> oh, I love this man. I'm so into this character. <laughs> and he leads you around a couple of corners and then presents you with a large iron trapdoor in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, he turns to you guys and says... It's through there. If you go down that trap door and crawl through what I can only imagine are truly rancid shafts, you'll be in the belly of the beast, so to speak. Snato starts opening the shaft, he gets down in it, and off he goes. Good o. Uh, I think once we're like all inside the metal shaft, within like five seconds, Snato like his eyes roll back in his head and he has like a fever dream hallucination. And in the process of doing so, he just yells out, no, I know what a TV dinner feels like. And then he wakes back up and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know it came over me. Just <laughs> 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 and we can continue on. It'll die hard. So, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So as you shuffle through these tunnels, you're struck by the stench of it all. And I need you all to take constitution saves. <gasps> I'm good at those! Oh my god. That's a 17 uh, for your dad here. It's a critical fail for Antipode. Uh, yeah, and a 20 for Fulker. So, Fulker and Big, Big Snardo. 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 <laughs> Remember the name. He's coming back. Folding him into the main narrative. Yeah. <laughs> Pass, but Antipode, I'm going to need you to take... Seven stench damage. <laughs> seven stink damage. I'm gonna say poison damage. Seven poison damage. Stink damage. That's yeah. nasty, dude. I gotta work stink damage into the main story as well. Oh god. But after soldiering on through the awfulness of it, you do approach a visible opening ahead that would drop down into a lower level. Should somebody stealth up and take a peek? We've got that past ten. Yeah, maybe our ranger. Yeah, yeah. Go on and do a little stealth though, Gracie. I will. Seventy-five year old ranger. <laughs> the She's got to be slow, right? I guess yeah, by, by the nature. Oh, Although dude. I guess your joints are always creaking and shit, right? Like. So with my plus three decks and plus ten, it's still only a seventeen. It's not bad. That's okay. not bad. So as you approach the uh, gap, you can see down into what looks like a little bit of an antechamber, the centre of a corridor that isn't doored off from the rest of the corridor, but is wider at this point. And you can actually see a member of the Royal Guard who is bound and gagged on the floor in the middle of the corridor beneath you. <gasps> and nobody else is there? You can't see anyone else, no. All right, I'll turn back and whisper to the others, the lay of the land. Good job on the whispering. Yeah, that was very good. Should we, like, go help him, or what do you guys think? I guess he um, he might have some intel, maybe, or something like that. First, I'm going to cast Detect Magic, my first level spell. Yeah, nice. While she's doing that, I'm going to use my other wondrous item, which is Wand of Secrets, T. And I want you to tell me if there are any secret traps or doors anywhere nearby. Oh, that's good. Um, hang on, what order are we doing this in? Detect Magic first, because Gracie's head first. Yep, so I can sense if there's any magic 30 feet around, and I should be able to see a faint aura if there is a visible creature or object that bears magic and tell what school of magic it comes from. You can see an aura around the royal guard. (gasps) And you know from the colour of that aura that it is the aura left by an illusion spell. Oh, shit. Dang. What does my wand of secrets reveal? 
DMT. It just suddenly so everybody's feeling that Santa isn't real. Yeah, well. Yeah, I've, yeah, seen, yeah. I've seen <laughs> One just today. whispers to you. <laughs> I've seen him with my own eyes today. Yeah, but that's that's the big plot twist at the end. It's just your dad with, with like some fucking glowing oh, lights. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up as Santa just the other day. I myself very light, but you don't mind. Goliath was born just the other day. <laughs> Gruda loves Santa in the usual way. He picked up a book with a chapter missing. <laughs> the Wand of Secrets doesn't show you anything. Oh, Okay, so we know it's an illusion yeah. on this guy. Guys, I've got a gun. I could just shoot him from out yeah. the vent. Yeah, we have magic. We can just bows. We can just nuke him. We can just nuke him from on high. <laughs> now he might not necessarily be evil, just because he's an illusion. He can uh, probably take one shot though, right? Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say like, do we just like throw a rock at him and just like see how he reacts to that? I mean, like stay up in the vent. We've all probably like, assumedly, got part like partial cover up in this thing, and we can just be like, and just like fire our magic down out of the vent. Yeah, fucking stealth it up. I reckon, yeah. So we just like, are we just like pegging a rock at him? Yeah, there's like some piece of detritus within one of our... Who's got, who's got the best decks? I've got plus three. I got plus three. Probably okay. the ranger. Seems appropriate. Yeah. Just like throw a rock at him. All right. Ready? I, I throw, throw a rock. hand axe at him. All right. She threw a rock already. She's done. <clears throat> oh, no. I, I rolled so bad. <laughs> uh, it's only a five to hit. I think you accidentally... I think you accidentally fire an arrow at him and yeah, <laughs> you nail him with it. So you miss him with a rock and gets his attention. He looks up at you with a uh, desperate fear in his eyes, uh, kind of a pleading fear, and goes, because obviously he's bound to gag. Does anyone have like mage head or anything? Can I try and take the gag off him from up here? Nope. Anyone got the head magic? Here, yeah. What have I got? False life, kill shield face, disguise self. Uh, hmm. I shoot at him with my longbow. <laughs> he can't speak! I don't care. It's for the wolf. Aren't you, like, your Good aligned? Good. Yeah. Yeah, but my deepest bond is the protection of my wolf. Like, well, I'll do anything go. for him. Does a 12 hit? No. As it's about to, the royal guard rolls out of the way with far too much freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. And the bonds fall off. His wrists. Hey, good, good intuition there. Yeah, yeah. I, know you're giving I feel shit about a it. Dark I really, yeah. I, I feel, actually, you know, yeah. you've done well. Well done. Initiative. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's roll initiative. throwing very quickly four darts up at the vent opening at you, Antipity. Um, I have at least partial cover. Yeah, so you'll you'll get partial cover, which I think gives you plus two to AC. Nice. All right. What is your AC with that plus two? 16. So two hits of four. As the darts impact you, you take five and then four damage from the two darts. And then the Royal Guard runs off down the corridor. That motherfucker. How far away is he? Uh, he's out of sight now. You can't see very far. How, how, how far is the drop down? Probably about eight feet down. Um, so and- what, one, one big snarto. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks at him and like, well, that's a big snarto. Um, like, 
maybe more like 10, but you could probably still grab the hole from mm. the bottom. Mm. Um, so getting down without incurring damage. Yeah, just very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and, guess Grease is up, eh? Hey? Yeah, Antipode, you're up. Yeah, I leap down and chase after him, I guess. As you clear the opening of the vent, you are struck by a smooth How criminal. beautiful it is in there. <laughs> uh, let me just very quickly find the rules for this lightning bolt that smashes oh, into your body. God. Oh, my God. You've been hit by, struck by a smooth lightning bolt. Hey, guys, check me out. I'm Andrew Michael Jackson's patented smooth criminal room. Watch me. Watch me do it. Watch me do it. You see? Pretty cool, right? Yeah, nice. Dude, I totally did it. So... Well, I believe it. I have no choice. It's on my... So, uh, Grace, could you please take a deck saving throw for Antipode? Oh my god. Yeah, uh, seven. I'm afraid that is a failed save, so you're about to take 8d6 damage. Oh, wow. One's well, oh. gonna be dead. So that is two, plus nine takes us to eleven, plus four takes us to fifteen, plus eleven takes us to twenty-six. Twenty-six. Twenty-six lightning damage. Alright, I'm on negative nine. So you, you hit the floor. And she hit the next floor. thing you know. <laughs> Shut <laughs> low, low. <laughs> low on HP. Yeah. Uh, and then Snado, it is your go. <laughs> Yowza, you might say. Can't see anything? Didn't see where like a burst of lightning came from? Yeah. You saw the lightning came from the direction that the Royal Guard ran. So when you say the Royal Guard, you mean whatever's pretending to be the Royal Guard. I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, nice. Um, it's the Royal Guard who has an innocuous uh, illusion spell on Okay. Snado shimmies out because there's nothing else he can do. You know, drops down to the floor next to the body of Antipode. And what do I see? You see down the end of the corridor, the passageway opens up into a larger room. And peering around either side of the corridor are the Royal Guard and... The Grunch. Oh, shit, he's down here. The Grunch is here himself, in the flesh. Okay, so do I also have, like, some corridor cover? Like, because I'm wearing an antichamber. You are in, a, in the antichamber, so you so can, I can get, like, like off half out cover corridor. up against the side, yeah. Just do a little, little dancey dance. Um, Only okay. half cover, though, because it's, it's not really a substantial... Okay, so I go ahead and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on my girl here. Aww. Reach down, drag her off out of the main corridor into like half cover, cast Cure Wounds. So you're going to receive nine points of magical healing. So you're now on nine hit points. Hey. I used my Christmas cheer, sang loud for all to hear, and now you've got nine hit points. Merry Christmas, Antipode, from Big Snardo. That's what's on the card that you're going to receive in a week. Pretty good. Yeah. That your turn? Yeah, it's me done. Fulker, you're up. All right, Fulker jumps down, lands, I hope. Nice. Yep. He just, he just, he just keeps going. He just faces right through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He glitches um, to the floor. Yeah, yeah. So how far, you hit bedrock. How far away are, the, are those boys? They would be roughly 20 feet away. Cool. Uh, what are they wearing? The Grunch <laughs> is wearing uh, what looks to be some studded, studded leather armor. Mm-hmm. The Royal Guard looks to be wearing plate armor. Terrific. All right, so I think Fulka looks up and then directs some intense hatred towards that Christmas grunch and then casts Heat Metal. On the Royal Guard? Um, no, on the grunch himself, oh. who is wearing the studded leather armor, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, so you're, like, heating the, heating the studs? Heating the studs. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, okay, let me tell you what Heat Metal does, and it's a particular favourite from my Forge friend because it feels 
Like, very good flavour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell. Uh, until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action that you should get to see a subsequent turn, so you cause this damage again. If the creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed on a con save throw or drop the object, object if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of it. Oh, next that's turn. a fucking oh, so neat spell. So... It has disadvantage because it can't drop the object. Mm-hmm. And, you can, keep giving, and you can keep giving it 2d8 as a bonus action on every turn. A bonus action, is it? Yeah. yeah. And it lasts for one minute. Years. Yeah, wow, fuck. 2d8, do you want to roll me that damage? I do. That, so that's a pretty cool spell. spell. It's a very it's good spell. Extremely good spell. Um, well, it's only four fire damage, but there yeah, might be still, more coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's hurt. He's not, he's not loving that. Good O. That's pretty toasty. Can I? Yeah. So can I try and like move out of line of sight of them? Um, you you would have to head actually away down the corridor to get completely out of line of right. sight because they're not very far away. Can I get some cover? Yeah. Like if you press against the wall, yeah. you get half. Yeah, cover. The other two of us are in half cover. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah Graph can cover. Dope. So the royal guard leans out from the end of the corridor and pegs four darts down towards. I guess, I guess towards you, Fulker, because at sense. the moment you're the most output. Mm. Yeah, no, it makes sense. from the party. So four darts coming at you. What's your AC? Does Harker give me plus? Oh, plus cover two. plus two. Plus two. Yeah, twenty-one. So he gets a crit. <gasps> Oof. Um, That's unfortunate. And then a miss, and then his next two darts, a second hit, oh. and another miss. Crit in the Very hit. good. In terms of concentration, do I need to roll? Yeah. Uh, you will need to. Yeah. So the crit deals. Uh, 10 damage, mm-hmm. and the other hit deals 5. 15. So 15 damage all up, and you'll need to take a con save. Mm-hmm. Probably actually two con saves based off those two damage rolls. Uh, so 14 for the first one, and then 15 for the next. Yeah, so pass both those con saves, you're all good. Brings us to Antipode. Hey. Antipode. You're in, you're alive, I revived you with I'm magic. Alive. I'm going to do my longbow and shoot two big fat arrows at him. Which one? The Grunch, I guess. Yeah, good call. He's the one taking damage. Yeah. Let's, let's nuke the Grunch. Um, oh my god. I can't roll. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> it's eight and a ten. Eight and On a the ten. Grunch? I'm afraid they both miss. Yeah, I kind of felt that would be the case. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to die. Yeah, cool, I guess. Just, just get all the bad rolls out of the way, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like cleaning yeah, the gunk yeah, out yeah. of a rifle. <laughs> I'm smart? nothing without my wolf. There's still so much of you, Grunier. We believe in you. It's like <laughs> Harvey Dent crippled without his wolf. Yeah, that classic story. <laughs> <laughs> now it is, in fact, the Grunch's turn. And the... For what it's worth, Snato is very scared of the Grunch. <laughs> yeah, I bet. The Grunch is like everything he hates. You guys, you got a short rest from Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. So, so that means he's used some slots... Yeah, true. Oh, no. He hasn't had a chance to long rest. This grunge and might it... be boned. I mean, like, um, Snado realises mid-combat, like, he's out of spell slots yeah, with his yeah. charge over yeah. it. Just, like, beat the tar out of him without this. <laughs> it's Scorching Ray. What is it? Three? Three lots three, of 2d6. So each has to make an attack roll. So far, still only suffered offensive output from... The guy who's resisted the fire damage. Yeah. Woo. Let's do it. And he wouldn't know that. Yeah. So three Scorching Rays coming at you. He's a big idiot. That's, that's why. He's a big time idiot. Well, right. I mean, he just wouldn't know. Like, he's a big idiot. What's your AC? Uh, 21. And those Scorching Rays smash into the wall in front of you. Uh, 
I All think, three of them. I think Fulker just kind of laughs. Yeah, get smoked, Grunch. Yeah. And then it is Snato's turn. All right, Snato's going to use the very powerful magic shoot gun on Grunch. Nice. And that's a 19 to hit. So he's channeled his, his magic into this gun. So it's doing 4d6 damage, just so you're all aware that that's where Snato's at right now. He's got 4d6 of thunder gun damage that he's using shoot with. Oh, and that's just 10. Oh, plus 3. So 13. 13 thunder damage right in the grunge. Right in the grunge. That's uh, that's some painful damage. I guess it's 13. And this is the point I'd usually have Rudy Bot do something, but he was stripped away from me to deliver <laughs> medicine to some ill children. Beautiful. And it's Volko's turn. Do he, that bonus action. He bro. looks at the he looks at the grunge and then fires off a sweet guiding bolt. Woo! Crit failure. Doesn't matter. Bonus action. One d eight fire damage. Is it two d eight? I'm sorry. Yeah, you are correct. It actually is. It's two d eight damage. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Again. Nice. That's a uh, nine fire damage. Nine more fire damage on the grunchy boy. Now after. <laughs> Focus turn, it goes to that royal guard. Bring him on, motherfucker. I'm ready. The the dart the dart lord. The dart lord. Um Dartimus Fowl. Dartimus Fowl, Dart Vader. The Royal Guard uh flings four darts, coming hard and fast at this newly terrifying gun boy. Yeah. Well he can bring it the fuck on. Considering I'm behind partial cover. Bring my AC up to a healthy eighteen. That's one hit. Three hits, <laughs> even with your even with your cover. It's only a flesh wound. And that's gonna be all up. That's fifteen damage from three darts. Mm, see, because we had a short rest. The crazy thing about it is, I get that stone's endurance back. It's weird how that happened, but like that's actually only gonna be how much was it? Fifteen. Only gonna be seven. I'm afraid to tell you. It's like a weird, weird how that happened, but it did. Well, screw you too. <laughs> you also had the six uh, H temporary. Yeah, six of my temporary hit points. So really, just one damage. <laughs> if you wanted to think about it in like practical terms. Yeah. All right. Antipodes Europe. <laughs> Let's move Shut this on. Down. All right. Adam again with Malongo at the crunch. Nuke that crunch. Double bow. Fourteen. I'm afraid that does not hit with the corner in the way. Um, yeah, this one, though, is 23. Oh, That's a hit. fuck me. Yeah. That's a nasty hit. Six piercing damage. The grunch is looking about as happy as you'd expect a grunch to look. Yeah. Not very. Yeah, especially <laughs> on Christmas. We're going to turn that grunch into a crispy mess on Christmas. But unluckily for you, it's his turn. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, he's got disadvantage on all of his attacks, just... So he remembers yeah. that this time. He is going to start running uh, down the coward. corridor. In fact, no, across the large room whilst unbuckling his armor. Oh, that fucking coward. So he... he... Now, how long does it take to... Uh, like the, the dog a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up while we're doing it. It takes things. a minute. Yeah. I was looking at it today. It takes, it takes a minute. So go. 10 a turns. Full, a full minute. He's going to spend so 10 he, rounds on buckling his He still has 20 D8 of fire damage to do yeah, it. It's 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 seriously a fucking minute. My spell's going to run out before then. It's fine. He's only got like seven more to go through, so... I just can't even... Such an OP spell, man. <laughs> Taking all your own medals. Just like, ah, oh, well, we can calculate out that you've got 22 D8 of fire damage coming your way, yeah. so can you survive that? Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Fuck. 
Fuck me. <laughs> He's just running away, like, burning <laughs> to death. Like, ah! <laughs> now is the time that Snato peeks his head around and goes, yippee Kaye, mother flippers! We're here to save Christmas! <laughs> but, you know, in the quirky character voice I made for him earlier, it didn't sound anything like that. No, you know what? He started running off across the room. He's desperately trying to unbuckle his armor. Snato, it's your turn. Uh, I shoot him with gun. I shoot gun at Grudge. <laughs> uh, that is a 15 to hit Grudge. That'll hit. Yeah. I now sh- that he's running across the room. I thought it might. And that's another 16 thunder damage with gun. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Shoot him in the back. Shoot the running grunge in his back as he flees like a cow. Oh, goodness. <laughs> save Christmas. Oh, what, a, what a day to save Christmas with a shotgun shell to the back. The Royal Guard is still there, though, right? Yeah, the Royal yeah. Guard's still yeah, there. But I assume he's just going to wet himself and run at the sight of his Dark Lord being gunned yeah. down. You know, <laughs> a gangland shooting here in the basement of the old throne it's room. It's very undervalued. It's true. <laughs> He's like, I picture this thunder cannon as like a shotgun, basically. Like, there's no other. He's literally just like fucking loading up this shotgun with this 150 foot short range, and just fucking unloading shells into the back. Of the <laughs> so, what actually happens now is Falkor Shoko. So, given that heat metal was done, and that was my favorite spell ever. So, how far away is this guy from me? About 20 feet. Uh, I'm going to, like, run up to him with my spear sort of thing, essentially, as I'm going to stab him. Before I get there, I cast Spirit Guardians, which, centered on me, creates a <gasps> 15-foot radius spell where I am surrounded by angelic and also <gasps> kind of metallic spirited uh, spirited guardians. <gasps> Anyone starts their turn within my radius, their speed is halved, they have to take a wisdom save, and if they fail it, they take 3d8 radiant damage. Goodness, oh, man. Um, I love this. And so, basically, what it's like, what, what I want you to picture is that Fulker's running with his spear, and then, like, like fakes out the last second, and just, like, springs these fucking, like, spirit guardians around him. It's very, like, Dragon Ball Z. Like, yeah, he's getting yeah, up yeah, there, yeah. and he's like, I need more power. Yeah. Spirits of Earth, lend yeah. me your strength. Yeah, exactly. Like, as, fucking... as he's running he's like yelling over his shoulder like big snorto like lend me your energy yeah, <laughs> snorto starts channeling spirit bombs yeah, yeah, straight up to the heavens um, but if he, if he wants to take a wisdom save for me that would be yep. just terrific. he will take a wisdom save oh what's the DC uh, so it'll be 14 he fails just oh. a 3d8 oh. radiant damage get boned. 8 12 yep 19 <laughs> 19 and that's his turn. The raw guard teleports mm-hmm. clear of your area of effect. And then with that, putting him halfway across the room, manages to leg it the last little bit and go through the door on the other side of the room, I slamming mean, it shut desperately behind him. Are we out of initiative or? No, no. No, that was his turn. Okay. I think we just steam over there. Full yeah, speed ahead. Try yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Antipode, you're up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just run over to the door. The, the room's about 60 feet, so if you dash, you'll still be about 20 feet short of the door. All right. There's no real reason for you to dash. You've got a longbow. You may as well stay in cover. Like, you're not going to get there. One of us will get there and open the door, I guess. Um, yeah, well okay. You just shoot them from cover. I'll just do an investigation and see if there's anything in this room that we missed. Any, like, Levers or trapdoors. Exactly. Or, like, buttons that say, kill evil Santa. <laughs> just, like, push and he dies. 13? 
Yeah, you find a button that says... Uh, <laughs> Kill evil Santa. No. Um, what you do notice is that there are tracks in the dirt on the ground headed up and down this corridor, both in the direction he's fled and in the other direction, that look like, at times, a lot of people are passing through here. Oh, shit. Nice. Is this going to be like a to be continued? Like we enter the room, like we think we... It's going to be like a end of like Alien, whether you like seal the other eggs... And yeah, like, we're going to get into yeah, the final room and there's going to be like, like, you know, so many crunch hundreds eggs. of grunge yeah. eggs and like evil Santa oh, just tending to them. Yeah, horrifying. We really should have um, checked for healing potions in that apothecary. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just charging in and out. I have healing magic. Like, yeah, so do I actually. I um, so, Antipity, you use your action with the investigate. Did you want to move anywhere? I guess I'll just stay. So you may as well. If we get that other door open, you've got like 300 feet of shoot range. <laughs> Good oaks. Nada, you're up. I probably can't get to the door either, right? Can I move towards the door and just shoot it with my thunder cannon? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shoot the door and try and blow it clean up its hinges. Uh, that's 13 to hit the door. That'll be a uh, miss. Okay. That's me done. Well, I guess Fulco runs up and tries to get to the door. Can he do it? Because he was a bit closer. Uh, so you, a dash will get you to the point where you can open the door. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I dash, open the door, and then like, move out of the way of it. <laughs> and that's my turn. Yeah. Let's roll ahead. What, what's in the next room? What, what do we see, see through the door? What you see through the door is... Crunch eggs. So many crunch eggs. No. What you see through the door is... Green eggs and ham? Crunch eggs and ham. Go on. The crunch eggs and ham. What you see through the door is... Thing one and thing two. <laughs> the cat and the ham? Merry Christmas. <laughs> End of recording. Um, what you see through the door is the Royal Guard holding a big sack over a furnace at the far side of the room. That's so dumb. And he shouts out, You let me go, or I'm putting this magic bag full of kitties in the fire. Okay, I have something here. If you guys are up for it. And, Antibody, it's your go. What were you saying? Uh, go ahead and do what you're doing. I just, I just want it to be, to be out there that while whatever's happening is happening, uh, Snato is, like, using equipment from his Tinker's pack, like, essentially, like, you could say, like, taping his shotgun out of sight to his back. So he can walk into the next room with his hands up in the air. Antipody, what's your past perception? It's 16. You can actually hear coming from the corridor away from where the Royal Guard with the bag of kids is, in the opposite direction, approaching you, you can hear heavy footsteps, many of them. All right, I guess I just move towards that sound and see if I can see what it is. Okay, further down the corridor ahead of you, there is a T-junction. goes both left and right. How do you want to approach that T-junction? Um, can I listen? Yeah. The approaching footsteps, as they get louder, uh, seem to be coming from both sides of the T-junction. I'll draw both of my short swords and just stand, one pointing either way. A last guard. Yeah. A final stand, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, back from the T-junction so they won't see you till around the corner kind of thing? Yep. Cool, cool. Like a full, and, and like, it's readying actions to attack whatever comes around, or? Yep, that's right. Fucking A. Yeah, good Leg- Legolas two sword, seventy five year old Antivity, <laughs> ready to go down with the ship, rear guarding the group while we while we have our tense standoff with Evil Santa. So Snato, you're up. Uh, well, I don't know. Did I did I tape the gun to my back? Did that all occur? Um, well, that would be happening now in yeah. terms of when you next have an action. Okay, so I guess I, I do that. I guess I need to make a sleight of hand check or something to see if he sees it or whatever. Yeah, like you don't 
I guess like with your with your half cover, you could make a slider handshake with disadvantage to try and do that without him seeing. Disadvantage or advantage? Disadvantage, because if you're standing in an open room, he's obviously going to see you tape a gun to your back. Yeah. With half cover, like I'll let you take the check. Okay, you sure. Advantage. You've Great. got you've got nowhere to do it. Like yeah. it's such an obvious All action. Right. It's you not like fuck. pocketing a coin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's not going to be a good one, man. It's like a, a solid five. So I think he's just poking up over my shoulder. But like at this point, he's just fully like, we can talk about this. What are your terms? And he's like holding his hands up, like trying to trying to like play it really cool. You have to let me go. I know, I know there's another way out of here. Do you know how I get out of here? I thought you could teleport, man. You've been doing it all day. Only like little bits. <laughs> I need to be able to see where I'm going. I think Fulk is like... Is this the fast-talking guard? No, this is this no. is the doppelganger evil Santa guy. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great, great process. Great I think Fulker is kind of like, listen, I um, I think I can help you. And then as he goes out another word, he casts whole person. And this guy has to take a wisdom save. What's the DC? 14. He fails. Classic whole person maneuver. He's paralyzed. Yeah, nice. And in that time, like as it, as that happens, I like rush towards him. Oh, you were at door. the door. Yeah. Oh, you're not far from him at all. No. Right. So you can use your move to get to him. You don't really then have an action to tackle him with. What if I? What if you just what if charge I just, into yeah, it? Can I just, just like, run into, into it? Yeah. Happy to take damage. He's just running into him as, as fast as he can. What I'll say is, if you take a strength check with disadvantage. Okay. Eighteen. That uh, you knock him over. Nice. What happens to the bad kids? Uh, well, it's still paralyzed in his hand. Mm. Right. So you're on top of him on the ground. It comes to him, his turn. He gets his saving throw for the paralysis. Uh, what's the DC? 14. He passes. So he's now on the ground. The furnace is like just behind him. You're on top of him. He probably can't really get the sack up. So he actually is going to try to throw you off the top of him. He releases the sack to try and do that. It's sitting on the ground in front of the furnace. You can hear the footsteps as well getting louder as they come around the corner. And this will be another opposed to strength check. Yep. Um, this one just f- straight up. 24. <laughs> he tries to push you off, but you have him pinned on the ground. Nice. Uh, I'm a metal man. <laughs> I'm made of metal. Antipity, it's your go. <laughs> Two hobgoblins round the corner from either side of you. Oh, yes. I love this last stand in the corridor. How much health do you have? So, um... <laughs> so very little. You, do you have one attack or do you have multi-attack or... Two multi-attack. Do you want to... Um, Slice those boys in half. Crits, Gracie, crits. <laughs> do you want to take your swings on... If you're taking one swing at a time on the hobgoblins... Yeah. You've got four coming at you, two from either side. Oh, all right, well, here come two slices. Yep, 19. That hits. And 13. That one's a miss. Oh, five piercing damage. You uh, put a sword through the, the side of one of them. He's still standing, though. And the hobgoblins make their attacks against you. First two miss, and the one's coming up behind them. One of them hits, and you take... Four slashing damage um, from his longsword as he reaches around the guy in front of him to 
nab you with it, then Snato, you're up. Okay, so I, I dispense with my shitty tape uh, illusion, and how far am I from, from the bag of kids and Santa? Probably like 60, 65 kind of thing. So I could like dash and get to the bag, completely leave Antipode to just die on this cross that she's created for herself, and <laughs> try and rescue this bag of children. Is that essentially the situation I'm uh, you, with? You, you, yeah, you're in that, you've got that dilemma. Yeah. Which way do you want to act? Uh, I, I mean, I like quickly like meditate on what Santa would do. It doesn't even take very long because Santa's all about the children. He's always been about the children. Everything's about the children. And I charge off to that bag of kids. I could move like 30 feet. It's going to be the next time before I can grab the bag anyway. Yeah, okay. I'll try and shoot one of the hobgoblins, the one that Grace shot, and then run 30 feet. Oh, yeah. So I turn around, fire my fucking boomstick at one of the hobgoblins that's just been stabbed with a sword, and then run my 30 feet towards the bag. And that's uh, 22 to hit that goblin, baby. That hits. Yep, and that goblin's going to take a nice, chunky spread of snake eyes, baby. Uh, he's going to take a solid 10 uh, thunder damage. That'll do it. You drop right. him. Yeah, fucking brain this hobgoblin, spin around and sprint towards a bag of children. That's me. Full gear up. If you just keep grappling him, I'll get that bag on my next turn. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess like... Throw in the furnace, dude. Throw him. Jump yeah, in the first because you take half damage. No, dude. Mrs. Love it, now, then, dude. Now, what's going to be... <laughs> like... We've had the setup for that. Yeah, like, I'm a forge cleric. <laughs> Become um, one with the fire! Now, in, in a Star Wars sense, I think I'm going to try and Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine this guy yes. by like, lifting him up, carrying him overhead, and dropping him into this furnace. Throw him into the furnace! Give me a strength check. I suppose it's going to be opposed because he's not like, yeah. a limp. 18. That's very close. What's his mod? You've got him. <laughs> okay, so I, th- I think what I do is I, I like, very much Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, this guy. Uh, I kind of, like, hoist him up above uh, my head, walk him to the, like, the forge or furnace? It's it's like a furnace. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just, like, repeating again and again, like, I'm on with the forge, the forge is with me. <laughs> I'm on with the forge, the forge is with me, and just, like, drop this guy in. And hoist him in those... The Industrial flames just consume him yes. within moments of being inside. That Sweeney Todd vibe. That's so horrible. <laughs> you know, or is that just me? Yeah, no, I think so. I think I think Fulker just like sort of like taps like the furnace, like the old trusty furnace. You know? Yeah, my friend. So like. Yeah, Sonata was like halfway to getting this bag of kids, and he just like stops like midway. And he's just like, "Damn!" <laughs> and immediately, I guess, just starts shooting hobgoblins because we're still and, fighting an encroaching army. You are up. You've got three hobgoblins still on you. Yeah, I just swing at them again. While this is happening, Snato bellows down the corridor. We have dispensed with your leaders. Turn and flee to keep your lives. <laughs> All right. Nope, that's an eleven. And oh, another 11. Yeah, so this is Antiphony just like spinning around, hurling her swords, just like screaming, <laughs> If I'm going, I'm taking you with me! <laughs> Missing everyone. In her I mean, she's 75 years old. Yeah, <laughs> the effort needs to be applauded. Thank you. And now it is Snato, your go. Okay, can I like pray to Santa? You certainly can. Take it. Channel divinity. Yeah, bring out my holy book, which is the novelization of the film The Santa Claus starring Tim Allen, but this is the final (laughs) chapter. Which has given me only partial information about what Santa is. And I pull out my holy symbol mistletoe and start doing Hail Sanders again. 
and just like begging, pleading for some divine help for my friend Antiphony over there. Like, we saved the kids, we just need Santa to come and rescue uh, our friend. And kind of wonder why he couldn't do any of this himself, but anyway. <laughs> That's the, the subtext to the friend. Uh, can I get a charisma check, please? Okay. I've got plus one. Do I get, like, a proficiency or advantage? Or should this be a religion check, do you think, maybe? Uh, make it a religion check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let you have that. I'll okay. let you have that. Mm-hmm. And your DC to summon Santa to save you right now is going to be 18. Okay. Oh. 21, baby! <laughs> <laughs> So, as the sounds of hobgoblins approaching get louder and louder, and Antipode flails impotently with her old arms at the increasing horde at the mouth of the corridor, the chamber fills with light, and a familiar jolly figure blurs into form ahead of you, and he says, Hello! That's not what he sounded like. What did he sound like? That was Bane. He's like, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, there he is. Please open the bag and let the children be free. I will take you all to safety. It's done. The bag's <laughs> open. You open the bag. Countless children pour out of it, like it's Jesus. some sort of a bag of giant bag of holding. And Santa says, "Children, with me!" And full of Christmas fever. Full of Christmas full fever. Of Christmas fever. He the children. <laughs> The children charge with Santa down the corridor. Oh they swarm past Antimity. He weaponized the kids? With weaponized children, Santa mows through the hobgoblins in the Is it corridor. Like when Gandalf shows up with the right hero? Exactly <laughs> like that, but way the... creepier. Yeah. Nice. So, what happens next? Well, I'm assuming you charge down the corridor yeah. with Santa and the army of children slaughtering hobgoblins in your wake all the way out to freedom and the city where Santa blesses each child one by one, wiping from the memories the violent, horrible things they just did to the hobgoblins (laughs) and returning them safely to their family homes. Eternal sunshine! And then he uh, says, movie heavy episode. Merry Christmas! And disappears. <laughs> that motherfucker! Snot is having like some serious crisis of faith after his last two encounters with Santa Claus. Uh, and to bring the brightness back into your day, you see down in the city centre a little boy clinging tightly to his vomit-stained father (laughs) as a mechanical reindeer arrives back in town with two healthy-looking girls on board. What about the lady with the gun? Yeah, she's with him too. (laughs) Gun in hand. He's firing rounds into the air. Smoking a cigar. He's firing shotgun rounds into the sky. Uh, What about the sheep? Where's the magic yule sheep? (laughs) That was Santa all along. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Now we're back in the frame narrative and Duncan, like, so, like, yeah, Jody's yeah, like, yeah. What, what, what was the, the point of the sheep? Did it not, you know, ch- um, uh, did you check out sheep? Are you not familiar with this? Yeah, um, Santa ate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was his prize. And he gave the king the blessing anyway. <laughs> 
What was the point of the story, Duncan? Well, um... Says his yeah, voice God from on high. Heaven. Yeah, booms down. Yeah. Uh, sometimes children are magical and, uh... Are the most powerful killers of us all. <laughs> uh, be with your families and, um... Never trust a hobgoblin. Well, that's it's a lesson a, we can all enjoy. Yeah, bit of a racial tone to end on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, Duncan. From all of us here at Curio, thank you for listening. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And remember, you can never trust a hobgoblin. <laughs> Happy holidays from the Merry Curio Christmas. family. <laughs> How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network. And hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. Yeah.